Good morning, this is Alicia Wellington. Are you mad? Part three. The word mad means to be silly, extremely silly or stupid, mentally ill, enthusiastic and interested and angry. In today's podcast, we will be exploring the meaning extremely silly or stupid. You know, I recently, I had the privilege of witnessing the homegoing service, services of two giants in the faith. I call them giants in the faith, um, not only because of their faithfulness towards God and their faith in him, but because they have left a legacy of in their children who are serving the Lord. And that's Reverend Deborah Kwamina and Reverend Kenneth Ragunat. And so today's question is, are you mad to command your family to serve the Lord? We are living in a time where right is wrong and wrong is right. A season where young people are taken to the streets in massive expression of rebellion and frustration with the status quo. Many have blamed the collapse of the family for this and other moral declines of today's society. Others like Pastor John Hagee have laid the blame squarely at the feet of absentee fathers. Some even argue that we began this slippery slope when we took the creator out of our schools and the education system. But what about our homes? Are we reaping the seeds that we've sown by taking reverence for God out of our homes when we decided that we can make our children but not their minds? And therefore, we've left them to decide things like their gender as well as their relationship with Jesus. Are we mad? Or silly or stupid to decide that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. After all, if we are doing so, we are going against the green. According to dictionary.com, the word command means to direct with specific authority or prerogative, order or to require authoritatively or demand. It means to issue an order or orders or to be in charge and have authority. When used as a noun, it is the act of commanding or ordering, or it's an order given by one in authority. So are we really mad to order, direct, or exercise our authority over our household to serve the Lord? Let's look at the Bible and see what we can glean from the examples of men who did so. The first is that God reveals himself to and answers the prayer of such men. In Acts 10.1, it says that at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius. And Cornelius was a centurion known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family, they were devout and God-fearing, and he gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. 
And an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. And the angel further instructed him to send men to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter, and Cornelius called two of his servants, and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. So he was a Roman centurion. He wasn't a believer in Jesus Christ. He was earnestly seeking God. He was devout in his worship to God. And not, it wasn't just him, but it was his family as well as his servants. And as a consequence, God went through extraordinary lengths to have the gospel preached to him. He and his entire household were saved and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Cornelius' conversion opened the door for the spread of the gospel to the Gentiles. The second is God also fulfills his promises to those. And this is the account, those men, and this is the account of Abraham. And we see that God said to Abraham, I will surely return to you about this time next day. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. And Abraham and Sarah, they were already very old. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. And, you know, in, in verse 19, God said something about Abraham. He said, for I know him. He will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised to him. And so it's the Lord's desire for us to bring up righteous seed in the earth. The third is that God answers their prayers of intercession and he saved their loved ones. In Genesis 18, 17, then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? And the men turned away and they went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, will not the judge of all the earth do right? And so Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah five times until God agreed to save the city if 10 righteous men were found living there. His nephew Lot and Lot's family, they were saved when God's judgment was poured out on Sodom and Gomorrah. The third thing, the fourth thing, sorry, is that they die in peace. In Joshua 25, 14, the Bible says, but if Joshua said to the Jews, if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the river Euphrates or the God of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And Joshua died at the age of 110 and was buried in the land of his inheritance. And finally, there are generational blessings. Their families are 
established forever. This is the account of the Rechabites in Jeremiah 35. And they received an instruction from their forefathers that they were, they were not to drink wine, they were not to build houses and have vineyards. And they, for generations, they obeyed their forefathers. And what God said to them was this. Then Jeremiah said to the Rechabites, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, you have obeyed the command of your forefather, Jonadab, and have followed all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, will never fail to have a descendant to serve me. So are you mad? Sailor, God bless you and do have a wonderful day.